Hello, you're listening to Mi Gente, produced by El Media. This podcast is dedicated to those who undertake things in life. What do they do? How do they do it? And why do they do it? But most importantly, in which context, cultural, social, economic, and political, they do the things they do. Before I forget, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Today we're in conversation with Temur. He's a producer, DJ, and curator from Jordan. He's signed to a record label in Palestine called BLTNM. Keep listening to learn more about his work, passion, and career. Hello. Hello. Thanks so much for joining us today for this new episode. First of all, before we start, uh, could you introduce yourself? How old are you? Where are you from? Where are you now? And why do you live there? Okay. Uh, my name is Taymour. Uh, I'm from Jordan. I'm 22 right now. Uh, also currently living in Jordan. Um, working on different projects in the music scene here and uh yeah djing and making music and living life (laughs) are you working in something in particular at the moment do you have like any project going on and also how did you spend your time uh in isolation are you still in isolation actually no they've uh they've let us out of our houses it's been like uh, a month now okay Yeah, I was in isolation for around two months, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that bad. I uh, got some work done, so. Yeah. And so are you working on something, like, special, or do you have projects um, going on? I have, basically right now, I've just been focusing on music. I have uh, three separate projects uh, going on right now. Um, one of them is an album for later this year. It's a very sad album, so it has to come out in uh, winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, another one is a small EP for like, probably be released in a month. Um, and then I just have some tracks with random uh, rappers from around Palestine. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a relationship with like Palestine? Do you work with people there or do you go I there? Do. Uh, basically, when I went to university, I met a, a young man <laughs> by the name of, uh, his artist name is Shabmuri. Mm-hmm. Um, and we became good friends. And basically, him and his friends back home from Ramallah, Palestine, uh, started a art collective called uh, Platinum, mm-hmm. um, which is a record label, but it does other stuff like in the arts. Um, so I've been I've been working with them um, for maybe three years unofficially, but like a year officially now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I do I do parties for that. I throw their events here and stuff. And through them, basically, I've met most of the uh, music music artists in Palestine and um, the Israeli side as well. Okay. Um, yeah. But and now you're signed with them, right? I am, yeah. Okay, so like you work under their label, sort of. Like all the music you make is under them. 
Yeah, so basically the idea is just like with any label, like you just you, you want your artist to only focus on like doing their music and then the label will take care of everything else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's an option if I want. I like to be a bit more involved um, with my stuff. But yeah, yeah th- that's basically how it's done. And are you happy so far? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So do you also collaborate with the people there like that are part of this? collective or your label yeah it's it's not that big yet i mean there's uh there's only one other producer another who's like uh, the best trap producer in the middle east currently mm-hmm. one of the best producers period um <laughs> and he's also like the he's in charge of the music of the label everyone has their own role um but yeah i've worked with him on some stuff um and hopefully with some new rappers that are being signed as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have any female artists there, like, in this scene? or um, In the scene or in the label? Uh, both. <laughs> in the label, in um, we've we've done songs with female artists, but we don't have any female artists currently signed. Yeah. Um, in the scene, there are definitely, there's a lot of female artists. Um not that many in Jordan, but in uh, Lebanon, Palestine, and Egypt, there are tons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are they, like, all these people you were talking about, are they in Jordan or from Jordan as well, or they're all from Palestine? No, I'm the only Jordanian, actually. Oh. Palestinian, yeah. Okay, so in Jordan, you don't have as many people involved in, in music and these kind of things? Definitely not. And mm. the reason for that is because uh, Palestine has been doing uh contemporary music you could call it for a few generations now so like with rap they've been doing that since the year 2000 so they've already had the chance for you know different age groups to Mm -hmm. to try it and then that sort of gives the next generation uh, an idea of where they should go like trailblazers you know what i mean of course and do you feel that it's kind of like underrepresented because like from the West, for example, I don't really know about music, like what you're telling me now, you know? Um, I, like it could, might be a little underrepresented, but the thing is there wasn't much to start with for it to be underrepresented. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's yeah. not that, there's really not that much content out there compared to, to like of Europe course, or yeah. US or Latin American world. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I wanted to ask you something. Like, what title do you associate yourself most with? Like, a musician, artist, a producer? What is it that you prefer? Um, I wouldn't say musician, because that reminds me of, like, instruments. Yeah. Um, I say artist and producer. Um, like, producer, but I'd like to say artist, because, like, I'm very into, like, aesthetic when it comes to my music. Mm. So I get the the art feel from that. Do you not play any instrument? I mean, I've had like a few piano classes and some guitar classes. Yeah. As a, as a kid, but not really. Mhm. Yeah. And how did you get to like the stage you're at today? What was like your journey? Why did you decide to do music? <laughs> all of that. What did you study? Um, I wanted to become a rapper in uh in high school yeah so i'd like uh, secretly write lyrics and stuff in english uh, or in arabic in english in english okay 
um, my Arabic isn't isn't great when it comes to writing. Yeah. Um, and then I did that for two years. And so when I went to university, um, I decided to take it a bit more seriously, you could say. And so I was looking for producers to work with, and I couldn't find anyone. So then I decided that I'll just produce for myself. And then I realized I enjoyed that way more than rapping. So then I just mm-hmm. I stopped trying to rap because, I don't know, everyone's trying to rap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what is it that you studied? Um, I did audio engineering. Okay. Yeah. So, so that helped you, obviously, with... Yeah, I picked it because it was, like, in line with music. So, and it was a good thing I did because... Um, I feel like it, if I didn't do it, then it would have taken me many more years to like reach where I am now, just figuring out by myself. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you get the chance to like network also there? I mean, like meet people there in music that you could collaborate with, work with, all that? Definitely in London, yeah. Because the London music scene is, um, it's very tight knit. So once like you're friends with a few people, then you basically end up meeting everyone. Yeah. Um, so just through people, I met more people, and um, yeah, like I've had some good music, good experiences in London. Mm-hmm. And it was international, or it was like just what, like English people, or no, no, like international, definitely. Yeah. London music scene is extremely international. That's quite nice. Like the least, the least um, people I interacted with were actual English people. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. That happens in London, so true. Um, yeah. And how do you describe your music? Like, to which genre does it belong to? If there is one, or um, I basically, I'm not really just. I don't. I don't only want do one genre. I'm very like I, I get obsessions. So, like every four or five months, I'll just I'll find something new that I'm really into, and then that'll. That'll be all I listen to and all I yeah. make for, for the next few months. But uh, so far, I have two like trip hop projects mm-hmm. out um, that are like a bit Arabic themed. Mm-hmm. Um, and currently, now I'm doing like a two step garage album. Nice. Um, and then also like a psychedelic pop hip-hop instrumental EP and then I'm doing um, uh, Memphis rap like 90s Memphis rap um, yeah beats. so you're very diverse yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's nice um, and this is kind of like a general question but why is music a vocation for you like why do you think it's important how do you value it all of that Because I think it's like um, it's like the one the one element in like our modern day like uh, people's daily lives that is uh, it's very equalizing. So when it comes to like socializing with people, for example, like it uh, listening to music like takes uh, class out of it. For for example, yeah, right. So like whatever point, like whatever class you are you could say in life uh, everyone still likes the same music it's a much like it's very easy to connect with people over music even if you have big differences like with them 
That's such a good answer. People usually, people usually always say the same thing, like, oh, you can convey a message, uh, which is true, obviously. But how you put it... Oh, yeah. How you put it was was good, I like it. Okay, so before we start our second part, could you share one song with us um, that you like now or special song, whatever it is? Um... It'll be a song from my first EP, which was like the first time I made a song that I was like, oh, this is an actual song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Jao uh, Motlem, which means, um, I don't know how to translate it. It means like bad weather, weather. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's off my first EP that I made uh, a year ago. And it's kind of a Arabic trip hop vibe. cultural perspective like what's the vibe and the scene um, in the middle east in general it's it's going pretty well um there's a lot of original content from places that aren't jordan mm-hmm. so, like where uh palestine egypt um and uh lebanon so these are like the hottest places for music Yeah, I think it's also a cultural thing because these are like the classical Arab countries. Yeah. Um, so they have more history than Jordan. Jordan is a very young country. Yeah, especially Egypt, no? Yeah, definitely. Egypt, Egypt is huge and they have the, the population to support like, yeah, uh, so big. much original content. Mm. Just based off like, like, the amount of people there, you're, you're going to end up finding some good stuff. Mm. And also they have the, the market for it as well there. Um, Jordan is a bit more niche because um, there's way less people. There's like five good artists in Jordan. Yeah. Um, but the local scene basically is uh, it's very techno right now. Oh, really? It's not great techno. They're kind of just like following Lebanon's lead, which kind of follows Berlin's lead. Yeah. Um, And now that Berlin's sort of become oversaturated with techno, like yeah. that's uh, that's basically leaked leaked to here. 
I wouldn't oh. expect people there to like love techno music. They do actually, but mm. it's not like anything. Uh, but do they have it's clubs like, very like that? Techno. They do. There's like a few clubs. Um, but it's not really clubs. They're just more venues. There's yeah. like actual club clubs. Mm. Um, and then there's like the uh, the mainstream expensive clubs that play like top 100 music. Yeah. Sort of expensive drinks. Yeah. And what about like the golf? Is it like completely disconnected from the music point of view? Uh, Dubai, I'd say, is pretty good, but that's just because they have so much money there that there's always concerts going on and they're flying in artists from Europe and America. Okay, so it's not like people from the Middle East making music? No, there's good DJs there. Um, Mm -hmm. For original content, there's not that much. Okay, interesting. And from more like an economic point of view, is there like a structure of the music industry there or like... Are they some established players in the industry? How is it? Or is it still small? In Jordan, um, not really. There's just like a few events companies um, and like the venues. It sort of revolves around the venues here. Yeah. Um, There's no, there's not really any record labels in Jordan. There are like a few rap ones, but they're still like very new. Mm Mm-hmm. And what about, like, also with Egypt, Lebanon, like, the area, let's say? Egypt has, is the most economically uh, developed, has the most economically developed music scene, definitely. Mm-hmm. But that's also because it's been like that for years, so... And, for example, trap, yeah? Trap music is huge really? in Egypt. It's huge, yeah. And they've sort of, um, they've adapted it to their own style, which is like the latest trend from Egypt is a genre called the uh, Mahraganat. Uh-huh. So it's like very energetic party music um, with like an Arabic drum style that they've sort of figured out how to add to trap and then they're just rapping over it. In which singing. language? Arabic. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I want to listen to It's with the Egyptian dialect, so it sounds very different. To, uh, it's yeah. a very different sound. Mm-hmm. And for example, for someone like you, so like you're from Jordan, could you go there and like sign with a label there or like, you know, do things with them? Or is it like... Yeah. Divide? Oh. They have they have a couple of labels, actually some pretty good labels that do artist residencies and stuff. So I know a few artists here who have gone and stayed there for like a few months and done a few projects. Um, so there is that side of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do they open to like the international market or like to selling the music outside or that's not like something valuable? So much. Um, it's very self-contained um, because part of it, like it's... Uh, it's very, very Egyptian music. So if you're not like Egyptian or you don't really understand Egyptian much, um, it's hard to to get used to it lyrics wise. But the mu- like music sonically, it's very nice. Like uh, a lot of a lot of people around the Middle East listen to to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And do you think like music from like the Middle East or in in Arabic could it be sold to like? I don't know, Europeans, Americans, you know, 
to I mean, yeah, way. definitely. Um, on like even on uh, our labels, because um, we get the statistics on SoundCloud mm-hmm. for like where the listeners are from. Like there, are, there's uh, quite a few fans in uh, from like Paris, from uh, from Germany, um, Belgium. It's quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit in the U.S. and the U.K. Yeah, there is. But then the the difference is you don't know if those are just like Arab expats who are listening. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, but that's quite good because also like if you take I don't know like France for example, there's a lot of people from Northern Africa, but like they're obviously like French now. So it's like if these people like this music and then they share it, you know, like then French people or people living there also listening to it. So it kind of happens like this. You know how you. So that's interesting. Okay. And what about like the events you have? I, mean, I know now it's like Corona and everything, but like before or maybe after Corona, like what kind of events do you have? So like in Jordan or in, in Palestine also, if you do some there, like how do they work and like what kind of people or what kind of audience do you get? Um. Well, here it's mainly it's mainly just the, the handful of venues that we have here. So they're, they're doing like weekly techno shows, stuff like that. There's some disco going on and funk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then occasionally um, there'll be like a concert sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I've done a few times um, over the past two years with my label. So we'd... Uh, We'd run like a big place with like stage and lights and like everything set up. Mm-hmm. Um, but that only really happens like once every few months. Um, there's also stuff going on in Wadi Ram, which is like uh, the desert part of Jordan yeah. to the south. Um, so it's a very touristy area and uh, it's quite easy to, to get an, uh, an event going on there. That's cool, no? Like in the yeah. desert. Yeah, That's yeah. nice. So, like, what kind of culture do you have there around, like, going out for, like, cultural events, you know what I mean? Not, like, going out, like, to drink or to hang out with your friends, more about, like, music and all of that. Is that something people like to do? Like, or what's the difference, like, with Europe? It's not, like, as much as as London, for example, because, like, London, you have stuff going on every evening. Yeah. (laughs) Um, here it's very like last day of the week based so mm-hmm. so you know how in London like the, the week the week ends on Friday and everyone goes out Friday night yeah uh, that here is Thursday night Thursday, so yeah. Thursday night is where stuff happens um, other, other than parties and stuff there's like a few art foundations that will do stuff but um, oh, occasionally cool. there's some nice stuff but usually it's not anything uh, mind blowing Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you interested in like contributing to like building that kind of? I mean, that that was the reason I came back. Kind of, I wanted to uh, help build up the scene here. Mm-hmm. But I've I've become a bit disillusioned because um, the crowd isn't really open to new things. Yeah. And that's sort of a theme, also, just in the culture of Jordan. Everyone is. Uh, very in their comfort zone, especially the people that don't go to university outside of Jordan. So it's like traditional. They know what they like. Like that. That's why techno is so oversaturated here, and it's been oversaturated for like years now. So people listen to. Um, 
we've thrown like a couple of events with like alternative dance music so jungle drum and bass some dubstep nice not like american dubstep like london dubstep yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's um, cool and there was a bit of like we, we had some good reactions but then again those reactions are only from a handful of people and this handful of people is like the same group of people that are yeah. always attending the uh, it's like a niche Mm-hmm. And who, like, who do you work most with, or like, even have have as a like mentor or a role model, if you have one? Um, no one really. Yeah. Um, I mean, musically, uh, I respect the the opinion of the people on my label most. Yeah. Um. And we're like sort of on the same wavelength, like music-wise. Mm-hmm. Basically, anyone, anyone from Palestine, I respect their musical opinion because mm-hmm. uh, to me, they're um, they're like on the cutting edge of like contemporary music, always. Yeah. So yeah, and then but the, the difference between here and there, like how I was saying, how the events here are a bit like oversaturated, and yeah, people aren't open to new things in Palestine. The the general spirit of the people is very different and that they are open to new things and they're very, um, they're much more welcoming of each other than here. Oh, really? But it's crazy because you're really close. Like, I mean, you're kind of, you're not the same country, but like, it's so yeah. near. Um, I think that's that's also to do with like uh, the trauma that past, the, the Palestinian people have been put through. So they know like the worth of what they have um oh really there's there's the palestinian patriotism that really helps a lot in their like daily social interaction like we're all together so young people are like that there yeah definitely and then you can't really find that here because nothing really goes on in jordan yeah it's a it's it's a different history but a lot of people in jordan are like palestinian originally no yeah yeah Uh most of the population actually but they don't feel that way like they don't feel like the people in Palestine. No, I mean the the, the Palestinian Jordanians here. Most of them are like a lot of them get mad when you say this, but I feel like most of them are Jordanian. And then um, because the like the Palestinians that I've met from who who live in Palestine, their their mindset and ideology is very different to uh, yeah. to Jordanian Palestinians. The other ones are the ones that left, kind of, and the ones that stayed are more like proud and all of that. Thing. Yeah, like, and it's yeah. not like it, it'll be like their their grandparents who left. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 40, 50 years ago, so they're like the third generation in Jordan. So they've born, been born in Jordan, raised in Jordan, and yeah. they might go back to visit and stuff. But it's easy to go there. Uh, not if you have a Jordanian passport. You're not allowed into uh, Palestine or Israel, I guess. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm lucky enough to have a British passport, so I can go visit. Oh, um, yeah. really? Yeah, but most people, most people can. Oh, I thought you can't go into Palestine, um, into Israel if you're Arab. But I thought you could go to Palestine if you're Arab. No, you can't because um, the border is uh, is Israel's border. Oh yeah, of course, because they're not like but, a country. Yeah. In there's there's basically like if you want to go to, to to the west bank there's two borders you have to cross through you go through the israeli border which is 
boarded with Jordan, obviously. And then after you leave that border, you take up, you get on a bus, and then that'll drive you to the Palestinian border, where you go through the same process again. But when when you get to the Palestinian border, they don't care if you're from Jordan. No. Mm, okay. No, no, really. Actually, I'm not sure about that, but. Um, and so you go because you have British uh, passport. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And they let you pass j just because of that, even though they know, obviously, you're from Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they asked for my Jordanian passport as well. Um, wow, okay. And you see my name, it shows that I'm Arab. Sorry, I'm asking you all these things, but it's, yeah, no, it's quite worry. interesting for people that, that don't know or that, you know, you don't leave this. So it's yeah. it's just so crazy. But then... I mean, it's something I'm, I I wanted to ask you later, but I'll ask you now. Because I, I watched the Boiler Room documentary thing, you know, about yeah. uh, Palestine underground scene and all of that. And I think if I remember there, they do go to Israel at some point, the guys from Palestine. Yeah. So so the, you're allowed, to, they are allowed to go, or some people are allowed to go. Um, Basically, the way it is, there's there's three kinds of uh, four kinds of IDs in in uh, Israel and Palestine. There's a Palestinian ID, which is just for the West Bank. You can't ever leave the West Bank. Mm -hmm. um, there's the Israeli ID for Israelis, obviously. And then I might be wrong. I'm not sure. I might be wrong about this. Um, there's the Israeli Arab ID, or it just might be Israeli. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Um, and then finally, there's a Jerusalem ID. So Jerusalem oh. is like a city state. So you're kind of in the middle, but you can go. You can go wherever you're you both. want. You're both. Yeah. Yeah. You're both. Um, but Israelis also they can't they can't come into um, into the West Bank. Yeah, and so they go can't go there. to Jordan neither or anywhere there. They actually they can't come to Jordan actually. Yeah. Oh, they can, but you. Yeah, can. there is a bit of tourism. They, uh, they even they even come in their cars and then uh, the government switches out their license plates for Jordanian license plates. Huh? Yeah. What do they come for? Tourism. I guess. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, to go to like Petra and these things. Exactly. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. And so, did you go to Israel? Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, actually, no, not really. I got the chance last time I went. I just stayed in the in the West Bank. Okay. But I was meant to go to Haifa. Because there they do parties and, and things, no? It's more like a party place, some of the places. Yeah, it's much more... Um, it's very European slash American. Mm. Um, like, there's def like there's a huge drug scene. Yeah. That's um, one of... About that. Sorry, and they're very open about it. Like uh, they're being drugs, and like uh, like weed is weed is legal. And, oh really? And, yeah. It's like I don't People know like anything. Smoke out on the street in Haifa and stuff. But then you like go 150 miles to the east, and then you're in back in Jordan where you got put in jail. Oh my God, it's just so crazy. Like maybe for you it's not yeah. so crazy because you live there, but from an outsider like point of view like I, I never been to like the Middle East or anything so I just know about it from what people tell me or what I read or whatever and it's like it's very complicated to understand because it's such a small area 
and so many things happened yeah. and so many restrictions and so many different things living together sort of like just near to each other that is yeah. like so weird to understand because also when I watch this documentary which by the way do you know which documentary I'm talking about yeah do you know these people yeah okay I've met all of them. Uh, some of them stayed with me um, in London as well mm-hmm But so them in the documentary, they are Palestinian, right? Yeah, not okay. all of them. Oh. Um, there was, um, I think it was, it was basically um, Ramallah, some people in the West Bank and Haifa were the most prominently featured uh, artists. Yeah, exactly. So some, some people in Israel are Palestinian. Yeah. Okay. So, so they are like friends with the people in Palestine and they do things with them and all of that. Yeah, and that's only started like in the last decade. Start to, like, like they've only been doing it that properly for a decade where they go and play shows in each other's cities and stuff. That's so nice because before they yeah. were like divided sort of. Yeah, like 20, 20, 20 30 years ago there, there wasn't any of that. That's so crazy. I mean, it's it's amazing though that they do it because these people are not Jewish, like they're Palestinian, like from before. Okay, amazing. And so you went there to Ramallah, that's the place, right? Yeah. And there you did like events and that's where your label is, right? Yeah, that's where the label's based. Uh, I went, I played a few shows there and just uh, stayed at the studio and stuff for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's where I got the, that's why I was telling you about like the Palestinian, uh, social, social ideology, yeah. you call it, like how much it's way, way, way better than Jordan. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. And how do they like finance their whole thing? Like, what is it like there? Surprisingly, it's, it's easier to make money off music in Palestine than it is in Jordan. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Welcome. People show up to, people come to shows, um, the community is tight, um, they're, they're always ready to support each other, mm-hmm. right? So even like new artists, the people will show up to their shows just because, just, just to show support. Um, also, just, uh, I'm not sure how, but like from what I've seen, people generate, things are more expensive in Palestine. Right. Then, then so like the wages are a bit higher um, oh and what kind of jobs yeah. do they do um just just general like like everywhere else i guess yeah but there's not like a main industry i don't know like no i'm not too sure about that yeah mm. and how how many people are there like this city for example to have an uh a representation of like how big is it like which other city um what population wise yeah like what's the density to understand because you're talking about the events and all of that but like Ramallah is, is very small uh-huh. there's like 30 30 30,000 people something like that a bit oh. more uh maybe 40 um yeah it's very small it's much much smaller than Amman as well Um, yeah, you're like two what, million, no? And that's what it's, it says a lot about like the the art that they make there because it's like such quality from such uh, yeah. a small number of people. 
That's so interesting. Yeah. They have to become like worldwide famous, like on a more mainstream level. That's Definitely. so cool. So yeah. you feel kind of like connected to them and like what they do. Yeah, More than culturally, like but I mean, like, uh, as a Jordanian, I can't really relate to um, being Palestinian because, yeah, I mean, I, 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 like, I spent two, two, three weeks there, yeah, um, and that wasn't enough time to, so I got like a kind of general idea of daily yeah. life, but it's very, there's a lot of contrast in the way they live. Like, when I arrived, uh, I went through the border. Oh, and the weird thing is, like, it's geographically we're so close to each other. Like, without borders, like, I can get to Ramallah from my house in like forty-five minutes. Yeah. But with the borders, it's like a five-hour process. <gasps> no. Yeah. Um, Why? What do you need to do? I mean, just going through the borders, and then there's like interrogations and stuff. Really? Um, yeah. The Israel takes the uh, security very seriously. Oh, yeah, of, of course, I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so then there's, yeah, it's just very, a huge contrast. Like, I'd, I'd leave my house, and I'd go through that, and then I'd get to the Mamba, and then go out to, like, a park, and then everyone was just chilling. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's so, a bit surreal. Yeah, it's surreal, exactly. But also, um, what did I want to say? Oh, okay, I just forgot. Oh, yeah. Are there a lot of people going like passing that border? Like, why would ne- why would people need to to go there and then go back to Jordan? Like, who who are these people moving back and forth? I mean, people visiting family, people traveling uh... for work. Um, people do like side hustles as well on the border, so they'll go through the border and then buy uh, cigarettes off duty free and then go home and sell it and then they'll make money like that. In which place they buy it off duty? Duty free, uh, off like either side, off the Jordanian side or the Israeli side. So, ah. um, there's this theme when you when you go to cross the border, like there'll be a few people that come up to you and ask if you're carrying, and then what? Uh, in Arabic, it's like I'm the back So. Um, what does it yeah, mean? Yeah, they'll have because there's like a limit of you can only have two boxes of cigarettes, which is like twenty twenty packs of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And so they'll have like five, and they want to like spread it out. Oh. So he'll ask you if you could take one of his, his cigarette cartons and, and give, give it back to him when you reach the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's so crazy. But also then food and everything's cheaper in Jordan. Yeah. Wow. But uh, the quality of food in Palestine is uh, on another level. The best the best Arabic food I've had is, was in Palestine. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. People actually do travel. I know people in Europe that went to to Palestine. I mean, they went to Jerusalem, but like not the Israeli side. The... Yeah. But is it still now? Um, wasn't there a thing that now the whole city was of Israel or they tried to take it or something? Yeah, um, I think so. And that was with the Trump. Trump, yeah. Interfering with that as well, as far as I can remember. Okay. Yeah. That's so crazy. Cool. So basically, the like most of the people you're like doing music with, or like, no, I don't know if you like collaborate 
completely, but it's people there, not in yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Do you not have like any friends in Jordan that are also in music or that would like to? There um... are like there are some really good musicians in, in Jordan. Yeah. Um, guy like Bashar Sleiman, uh, he's a producer and he raps and stuff. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's like his music is on like an international level, like not good. Yeah. Um, we also have some really good just rappers, a guy named Pota. Um, we have some great DJs as well, although most of them aren't great. But we do have a few that like stand out. But you're not close to them, like from. A... No, I am. Like I'm like the the music scene here is uh, there's levels to it, but like it's still very small. Yeah. So you same, all know each other. People. Everyone knows each other. Yeah. Mm, nice. And is there like for like your future your music? Because you you do want to focus on music, right? I didn't even ask yeah. you that. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you do you see yourself like in Jordan or somewhere else in the Middle East or somewhere else in the world, like London? In London. London. Yeah. Yeah. Do like, you feel I'm sorry, like you can uh, Jordan to to cut my teeth? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I might go to Dubai for a bit, um, make some money there because it's uh, it's easier to make money in Dubai on yeah. music. Yeah. Um, and just playing like random DJ sets in Dubai is you can you can support yourself doing that if you're well connected. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in a few years, I just uh, I eventually want to get back into London mm-hmm. and then get into the music scene there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because do you think like from here like. If you're living in London and working in music, you kind of like even if you're not at home, you could still do music that maybe like is linked to where you're from and all of that, yeah. but from here. Definitely, but it's also it's also part of like uh, like it's like kind of the strategy for getting back into the London music scene because exactly. if you're living in London and doing music, you're doing music with like a million other people who are trying to do music. Yeah. There's only more and more people every year, like, because the younger generations start. Yeah. It's easier for you to get into doing music. So I feel like coming here can give me, like, more uniqueness after I go back to London. Exactly. Yeah, and it's important to uh, to experience, uh, like, your own, where you're from. Yeah. Musically before I, I go somewhere else. Yeah, that's really true, and it like you like can. Like you need a foundation. That's right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, and uh, what movement do you think that that exists nowadays, um, that is exemplary or worth looking at in your opinion? Just the London music scene in general, um, on all levels, from like uh, the super underground levels, for like weird artsy experimental music to like the underground like techno lgbt scene but also like to the more mainstream stuff uh, like drill and grime mm-hmm. um like all in all like i find london like such a ridiculous place the amount of content yeah being made there <laughs> it's crazy the competition is very there's a lot of competition so everyone like tries their best yeah 
And who do you think is like who who do you like from from the UK? Or you think right now I've been listening to a lot of Dean Blunt. Mm -hmm. Um he uh, he's a weird dude, but he's uh, he's very good at what he does. Um What kind of music? He does like um pop, but not like mainstream pop, like I don't know how to explain it, but he does like weird psychedelic stuff sometimes, like with trap influence or um, hip hop influence stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And then he also sings and he's collaborated with singers, and like he does rock as well. Um, I'll check him. But he's like kind of, kind of like the kind of artist I want to be. Like it's less about like the genre that you're doing, and it's more like you as an artist, how you apply yeah. yourself to different genres. Yeah. So like your uniqueness comes through just the way you make stuff, I guess. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's a good like concept to make music. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So before I let you go, I wanted to do like a quick fire questions. So I'm just gonna ask you some things and you can answer like this quickly, whatever you think, whatever comes to your mind. So first one, um, essential books for you. Um, there's this book called Two Books. Last one I read recently is called uh, Retromania by uh, Simon Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about like how people are obsessed with like past aesthetics of and like music. Okay. So. Uh, can't name not name a band off the top of my head but like modern modern like alternative hipster bands they're just trying to recapture like stuff from like the 80s and 70s like this sort of aesthetic mm-hmm. and the author is talking about why uh he, he doesn't think it's a good idea to do that and we should just embrace uh our current aesthetic in society and just stop looking back for to the past for yeah. Duration. yeah that's nice Okay, um, favorite musicians and artists in music? Um, say Burial, Dean Blunt, Freddie Gibbs, um, Madlib, Shabjadid, and Al Nadir. Mm-hmm. I could go on, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, best music released in 2020? Anything on our label. <laughs> uh, best media outlets like magazines, newspapers. Our media. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Um, um, favorite movies or shows also. Um, maybe like Mulholland Drive and Shawshank Redemption. Nice. Yeah. And three favorite Instagram accounts. Um. I have no idea, actually. Maybe Shabmuri, my friend. I like his Instagram. Uh, okay. The guy on my label, but... Are you not really on Instagram? I mean, I use Instagram. I don't really post. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But you check it, like, every day. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> like all of us. For memes. <laughs> yeah. This episode is now finished, but please stay tuned for more. I hope this conversation will be useful to our listeners. And Taimur, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and sharing your experiences, all of that. It was amazing having you on the podcast.
Thank you for having me.